Hey everybody, welcome back to Pretend World's Real People. As always, I'm Tyler, and we are officially returning from our one-week break. Uh, last week was just crazy, a lot of work, a lot of self-tapes, and you know that's a good thing. It's, it's wonderful. I hope it continues, but uh, do I need to figure out a proper schedule for these, <laughs> for these release dates? As I am recording this intro with a massive amount of bedhead and downing probably a half gallon of coffee, but I digress. We're getting back into the rhythm, so to speak. It is now officially fall, which means I am trying to set up this sort of uh, pseudo-Halloween spectacular for the podcast, starting with this episode. It'll include, essentially, guests who have been involved in some really fantastic, spooky, horror, horror comedy projects, starting with this week's guest, who is Matthew Kevin Anderson. He's an actor, he's a writer, and you may have seen him on uh, Impastor, Supernatural, SkyMed, Two Sentence Horror Stories, or my personal favorite, Trick or Treat. One of the best Halloween anthologies of all time, if not the best. So I had to talk to him about what it was like working on that fantastic film, how we got started, how he decided to pivot into coaching as well as a means of you know paying his bills in between jobs, and what he has on the horizon, which includes a Paramount Plus series called SkyMed. So... Uh, let's get into it. Let's sit down with the fantastic Matthew Kevin Anderson. Uh, my name is Matthew Kevin Anderson. I'm an actor um, and uh, like you recently have uh, been doing writing as well. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, those are my jobs, I guess. That's not necessarily who I am, but those are my jobs. <laughs> <laughs> Should we get really philosophical? I'm a human being, man. <laughs> he's a, for those of you who are listening, he's in a beautiful log cabin in Canada drinking it's a, a mug of coffee. It's, yeah, and Bailey's. Oh, Bailey. <laughs> yeah. Get the morning started right. This is going to be a nice fluid interview. <laughs> this, is my, this is my post-birthday interview. So it's like you got me in a good mood. Hey, as long as you're not hungover after your birthday, I think that's a win. No, right? no, 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 no. My birthday was on the fourth, so okay. yesterday was was travel day to get up here, and uh, and we got in last night and had a great dinner, and and now today is going to be all about getting out in the day and enjoying things and going for a bike ride. So it's going to be great. Oh, it's going to be fun. Well, we're gonna we're gonna keep this to about an hour and uh, cool. make sure you get to your to your day, man. But let's uh, yeah, man. I always like to start with uh, with asking, you know, how did you? get into the industry it's always fun seeing those who always knew they wanted to be a part of it or maybe got into it later mm. in life when did you uh find that no 100 percent. i was always really interested in um in performing and the arts um you know i uh my family used to go um to these uh family trips and our friends had a a ranch house with a jukebox and we always used to put on like 50s tunes and perform like all the songs for the parents as kids and um i was in you know uh theater when i was a kid in elementary school we did um wizard of oz and fantasia and um i really enjoyed that stuff um took drama throughout high school but um i didn't necessarily think about it as a career it was just something that i enjoyed doing um and you know i think one day I was watching television with my family and my sister was like, Oh, that guy goes to my high school. She went to kids high where like Ryan Reynolds went to school and 
Josh Jackson, um, Joshua Jackson graduated from there. So there was a lot of like people who got into the industry um, around us, but at a younger age, I didn't really realize that that was something I could do as a career that I could be a person on television. I always thought theater was like, you know, it's performing on stage and stuff like that, but it, and connected my brain to like the silver screen or the big screen. And so when I had that moment of like, Oh, people like us can do that. You know, that was kind of when I started to, get more interested in how I can get involved in the business of acting and, and get involved in, in the film and television industry. So, um, and yeah, that was that sort of like a early teenage sort of, um, yeah, like, I don't know, grade eight or grade nine or something like that. And then, um, yeah, after high school, I, I went to a film school in Vancouver and then my career kind of started from there. Well, was it a uh, pretty immediate after you got out of film school that, you know, you were mm-hmm. picking up gigs or did it take a little bit? Yeah, I got really lucky. Um, I, my sister's friend uh, started working in an agency. And so she knew we had just graduated film school. Me and my, me and my best buddy, uh, Benjamin Arthur, he's also an actor. And um, we, uh, she was like, give us your headshots. So I gave her my headshots and she took them over and talked to some people and got us signed up with agents. We went in and had interviews and, um, we got our first agents out of that. And there, the agency happened to be right across the street from our apartment. We used to put on our robes and get coffee and like go strolling into the, the, uh, agency office and like, just walk around and like, hang out. We thought we were hilarious and cool. And they probably thought we were super annoying, you know, like, but, um, but yeah. And then really soon after signing with them, I had an audition for MTV Canada. And, um, after going through that audition process, I ended up booking like a co-hosting job for a show called select. They were trying to do like a TRL. I don't know if you know what TRL is I don't know oh, if that's yeah. before your time, but yeah, Carson <laughs> Daly, it was like a top 10 video countdown show with like a live studio audience. And very quickly, all of a sudden I was in this like, you know, world of like MTV and music videos. And it was super cool. Like i I would I'd come up watching much music in Canada so it was it was just such a really awesome world to be in and I love music and excuse me I hadn't necessarily gone to school done any broadcasting school and I hadn't really learned about hosting in film school but um kind of came natural to me and I had some good mentors there and I learned a lot and it was an amazing job you know interviewing huge artists like yeah. um Moby at the time and and Destiny's Child and like uh you know Kid Rock and Pam Anderson were dating and they came to the studio and we had like a Harley Davidson in the studio and stuff and I would I would write the news I would write news segments and I would do news updates and I would do all the I would do all the research and writing for my interviews and I really love that part of it. And um, it was just the coolest job, man. Like every night it was, it was a, it was a, it was a regular show. So I was there Monday to Friday. And then every night we would go to shows, like go to see the performers who had come to the show. We would go to their concerts. I went to so many amazing concerts and it was just, it was the coolest like entry into the industry. And it was weird because it wasn't acting, but now I had hosting in my back pocket as well. So when I first moved down to Los Angeles, like, you know, that was a real good asset for me to have was not only pursuing my acting stuff, but I also had hosting as well. And so I was able to kind of do both and keep myself busy. So, um, yeah, I was really grateful for that experience. Sorry, I'm yammering. No, the caffeine, it's kicking in. (laughs) Dude, this this is a show built on yammering. That's what we live for here. Great. It's, 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 
awesome that you had that that gig and you can use that theatrical talent to you know really relish in the in the hosting how long did that go on for is that a few years well yeah i did that for a couple of years and then um my fiance at the time uh got a television show in los angeles and we didn't want to be living apart and so we figured you know we'll do the move down to los angeles and uh you know the person who had created the show <clears throat> had a pretty big track record so everyone was like oh man you just like this is it you're on this show for the next five years and oh. it was like okay we're moving to LA so we went down to LA and then they canceled the show after 10 episodes and uh it was a it was a huge sort of disruption and then we had to sort of you know those were the early day you know the lessons you learn early on in, in your career right like there's just a lot of things that you kind of learn and you go oh okay, that was interesting. And maybe I could have played certain things a little bit differently. And, um, uh, you know, I, I talk about this a lot. I think having a mentor is really, um, really important. And I didn't really have a strong mentor at that time early on in my career to kind of be like, hey, maybe like, hold off, wait and see how the first season goes. You know what I mean? Like you can stay in Vancouver and do your hosting job and go back and forth. And, um, you know, but that's what I try to do for others now. I try to make that a huge focus in, in my life and my career is to sort of like help others guide some of those decisions early on in their career. Yeah. Is that something um, you would ever, or if you have already, have you written about, you know, your experiences that you learned from that you could pass on other people through maybe like a book or through a, I don't know. No, I've like never that. done that. I mean, that's an interesting question. I, I've never written a book per se in regards to that the writing that i've been doing has been scripts um but uh i definitely uh i definitely do that with people and 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 talk people through scenarios i have a lot of people who call me up and they're like hey this is what i'm dealing with like what do you think i should do here and mm -hmm. i think a lot of people at least in the vancouver market in my industry are aware that i'm kind of like you know open to that so uh i i help i help people as much as i can you know um um in that regard but no i haven't written a book or anything yeah well i maybe <laughs> something to think about <laughs> yeah i'd say if uh i don't know most people who are bragging about writing that book and having it published it might be a little pretentious early on but if you're somebody who's like genuinely just giving advice to give advice that's that's mm. important i mean especially that right now fun. Yeah, I mean, you're in the industry as well, right? So yeah. you probably find there's a lot of, um, you know, everyone gets into acting because they love acting and they want to make movies, they want to make television, they want to make something hopefully that affects people in a positive way. And, uh, you know, a lot of the times you don't realize how much the, the business side of that is, you know, a big part of the acting, especially when you're first starting out, you know, it's like your job is to audition, essentially. And you have to find ways to love that process and be really good at that process. And you have to, there's just so many things about the industry and the business side of, of acting that isn't necessarily taught in school. And um, it's not easy to navigate and it's, and it's not always easy to stay positive and, and, and um, uh, you know, there's just a lot of, you know, uh, rejection that can come along with that. And so it's nice to have people who are in your corner who can kind of like help you out or, or keep you like going to those next auditions where, you know, it's like, Oh man, any day now, something's going to break. You just got to stay with it. And, and so, um, yeah, it's, it, it brings me a lot of joy and fulfillment to be able to help people with that because, uh, I find some of that to be more, 
fruitful than my actual acting. Like I love acting and I love it when I book a job and, and that's great. But when I have someone who's new, who just gets their first agent or who books their first job, like, oh man, that energy is like next level. And to be able to <laughs> be a part of that journey and, and help people to that place and watch people's confidence grow and, and, and have people realize their dreams and realize that, you know, this industry is a possibility and, and they can do what they really want to do. Like that's a pretty amazing experience to be a part of. Yeah, I, I will say I've I've been doing this for 10 years. I just turned 30. And just now am I realizing, you know, all of those different aspects of just being a part of a community and helping each other along. Yeah, that's it feels even better than, you know, hey, you got you booked that co-star role. Like, oh, that's great. You know, that's maybe a week worth of work. But being yeah. with your friends in an acting class and supporting a friend into a callback is just a whole nother level of uh, mm -hmm. of, of so much fun. But a hundred percent, man. Yeah. What you just said was really great community. Like that's, yeah. that's really, uh, it's a really great community of really beautiful people and, uh, you know, inside, not outside, but <laughs> <laughs> both, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I think acting is all about connecting at the end of the day and, um, you know, being on a film set is all about community and connecting. I think if it's done right and if everyone's collaborating together, it's, uh, that's really what lights me up. And, um, so yeah, community, man. Yeah. What, what was your, uh, you know, being on set for the first time of whether it's a TV show or a feature film, it could be surreal for a lot of people. I mean, do you remember being on set for the first time of a, maybe a major TV show or your first feature and what, what oh, was yeah. that feeling like? hundred percent, man. Oh yeah. Nerve wracking. You know what I mean? Like so <laughs> super exciting, super exciting, but also terrifying. Like I had to, I had to, I was playing this guy on the 4,400 and I had like this power where like the oils, like the, the, my body's glands secreted, like instead of sweat, my sweat was like a, a hallucinogen, a hallucinogenic drug. Oh no! And I was making, I was making like cookies. I was like baking cookies and then my sweat would go into the dough and then like people were getting high and I was like, I was like selling these cookies at like a fair anyways. So, and, uh, and I had to drive this gremlin, which is like an old, old car. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, yeah. So just like pull up to the curb. And I was like, this is an old ass car and it's standard. <laughs> and I don't know how to drive standard. And they're like, Oh, well, you know, we're setting up the shot. So you just drive up and down the street and like, and learn how to drive standard right now on this old fucking car with this crappy clutch. So I'm like, Oh yeah. Okay. I guess this is what's happening. So I'm like learning how to drive standard for the first time in this shitty old car driving up and down the street while the whole fucking crew, pardon me, I swear sometimes the whole crew is, is out front and I'm like stalling and like lurching this car down the block. And they're all just looking at me, like shaking their heads. This is like one of my first gigs ever. And I'm like, is this what it is? Like, is this it? Is this, is this, is it, is this is what it is? And then of course, you know, finally they're like, all right, we're going to do the shot. You ready to go? And I'm like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm ready. And then like stall it into the thing and get out. And it was an actual, it was, it was a total train wreck. And then I had to go and do a scene after that. It was like one of my first scenes and I walk up and the guy's like, Hey, and I'm like, I don't even know what I'm, I just like almost crashed the car. I don't even know what I'm doing here right now. You know what I mean? And like, but that's, you know, that's also awesome. And I love that that was one of my first experiences on set. And one of the things I love about acting is like, you know, you learn how to drive standard on a set. Like I performed open heart surgery with Eric McCormick, um, who is an absolute uh, 
beauty of a human being. Like the guy was lying on a, on a metal slab in his underwear while I was performing heart surgery on him for like hours, like six or seven hours, smile on his face the entire time, never complained once. I'm like, that's, that's like how you do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You meet people in the industry who are like the leads, like the number ones and you, you see how they are on set, how they treat everybody around them. And you go, that's how it's done. And that's how it should be. Nathan Fillion's another one of those guys that I was lucky enough to be around early on and just like learning everybody's names and understanding that it's a community, understanding that the set is your house and how to make people feel welcome there. You know, um, again, as a young actor, those are things that you need to really watch, like those leads and those people that make everyone around them feel good and lift up the experience. like you need to take those moments and like learn from them because they're amazing. But yeah. And then I'm working with real surgeons. They had real nurses and real surgeons around me and they're teaching me how to like, how I would hold out my hand with like my finger like that. Cause they place the instruments in your hand and all the different things. And I'm like, I'm learning how to do open heart surgery. <laughs> I, I, I've had to, I had to play a piano teacher. So I went and they like Katie Lang's, piano player from her band was teaching me how to play piano i've had to learn how to play guitar i've had and like that's just so cool you know riding horses it's just like stuff that you just get to experience different worlds and you get and you get to learn from these experts who have these really wild lives and you get to talk to them about their experiences and that can like bleed into your performance and it's just that those are the cool things that I really love about acting is that you learn and you pick up from all these different places, all these different little skills. And yeah. it's, it's super cool. Is there anything that stuck with you after that? Like as far as, you know, maybe not open heart surgery, but <laughs> driving <laughs> a standard car. <laughs> am now, I'm now a surgeon. Um, um, yeah. And, you know, music is something that I leave to my friends who are musicians and, and I love music. It's interesting because everyone's always like, are you able to watch film and just sit back and watch a movie and sit back and watch a television show without like analyzing it in weird ways? Um, and I like to think I can, but every time I'll be watching something, I'm like, oh, that was a grueling night shoot. Like, these guys must be freezing. Or like, oh my gosh, they're shooting in Bahamas. This must have been so much fun. They're with all their friends. You know what I mean? Like, I'm always sort of like watching it through certain filters and music. I just like, I just sit back and I can listen and I'm like, how did they do this? You know, like I still put in Abbey Road and I'm like, how did they do this? Like, how did they decide that like all of a sudden the sympathy was going to come in and like all this crazy stuff was going to happen? Like, you know, and I love it that I can just sit back and just let it be. Um, hey, hey. Um, <laughs> uh, 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 it's, uh, yeah, music. So I guess the long answer to that is, or the short answer is no, not the music stuff. That didn't stick with me. Um, but I, I do enjoy, I do enjoy that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I don't know. It's just fun walking on set at six in the morning and by four when you're wrapped, if you're, you know, a, a small co-star role, you feel like, oh yeah, I was a police officer for a day or, you know, I, was, yeah. I felt like an EMT for a day. That was, that was pretty freaking cool, man. Like, that was, And even if you learn one thing about like how to draw a gun properly, if yeah. there's someone there who's like, no, 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 you're doing it wrong. It's actually this. Like I always used to hold my hand under the clip because I thought it was that, but it's like, no, you actually hold it like in front of it. You know what I mean? And like someone showed me that and I didn't know that. And like, that was just a cool tip. And there was just like a guy who was, you know, a gun handler on set and he just like taught me a couple of things. And then you go, 
oh, it's actually really hard to get your gun out of there. And then like, where do you hold all this stuff? And now I look at a police officer and I'm like, I understand a little bit more about like, even just how they carry themselves and all the stuff that they have to have and the training that they have to go through. And you can like appreciate certain things in a different way, you know? And it's like details, like little things that people wouldn't necessarily think about where you're like, oh yeah, I kind of understand that a little bit more, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually, this just came to mind wondering, um, there's some people who grow up, you know, looking at the silver screen or the TV screen and they see certain actors, certain actresses, certain characters, and they choose to emulate small parts of them. Is there anybody that you grew up watching that you subconsciously sort of emulate in your performances? Um, <clears throat> I mean, I don't think there was one person where I was like, mm-hmm. Ooh, I'm going to like, I'm like, like that guy. I think there's been like multiple times where I've been maybe looking for inspiration about something. Like I just watched Jerry Maguire the other day. Cause I was playing like a sports agent. So I just like, I'll put it on and I'll kind of like watch things and see certain things. You know what I mean? If you can't always like observe real people or be in a scenario where you can surround yourself with like, as I said, like a piano player and Mm. learn from them and ask them questions, you know what I mean? Then you're like, okay, maybe I'll watch a movie about that. And and you'll just kind of pick up things, you know, I've been watching Ted Lasso uh, recently. And then I was just doing a, a comedy film and like, he has like, a thing where he sort of like does little reactions in between everybody's lines. He'll be like, what are you doing? He's like, I don't know. And they're like that. And he's like, yeah. And he's like, mm-hmm. you know, and he'll like do all these tiny little things. And I just noticed myself kind of doing that in my performance as well. I was kind of like, Oh, I just kind of did like some Ted Lasso in there. That was kind of funny. You know what I mean? Like, so I'll pull little things like all the time or, or, or people that I see or, or honestly my friends, you know, like, or I'll be like, Oh my gosh, like this is like, so-and-so would maybe do that. Or I've been in this scenario before. And like, I remember so-and-so did this. And so like, I'm going to try throwing that in there. I think that's why they say, you know, as an actor, you just want to live a full life and live a bit interesting life. Like the more you can experience, the more you can pull from that experience. And that's kind of what it's all, not what it's all about, but it's one of the big aspects or elements of it is, is, uh, is, you know, we're a mirror, right? Without sounding like a, 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 you know, douchey acting teacher or something but like yeah we're, we're supposed to be holding up the mirror right so the more things yeah. you can get out in the world and experience the more you can bring that into what you're doing and and the more relatable you are like i find the more situations that are related where i'm like oh, okay this is how i can relate to that and i understand this you know what i mean you really want to understand what you're doing and those situations that you're in even if they're totally like outlier situations to you you have to find a way in you have to find a way to relate to it somehow so it's not totally foreign to you. Right. And yeah. then, um, yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. I was just going to, uh, on top of that, uh, everything you do is under a microscope when you're on screen. Right. And so you start to get yeah. in your head and, uh, start wondering if, am I putting down the coffee mug this way? Or, you know, if you have those, right. those anxious moments and I did have a, a college professor, I took an acting class just on a whim, like junior year. And it was one of those, all right, mirror each other. We want to, mm-hmm. we want to, and it just, it felt so weird. So you gave me, <laughs> gave me a flashback yeah. to that. But I mean, again, all that stuff's beautiful too, right? Like yeah. all that stuff is like, all that stuff is like the sort of like cornerstones of like acting and teaching acting. And, you know, some of those exercises may feel weird, but they all like, all of a sudden you'll be on set one day and then like some situation will happen and you're like, holy shit, that's what that is. You know what I mean? That's what I loved about 
you know, film school and like all these things, you know, all these people say like it's all these sayings that people say, like it's a marathon, not a sprint or, you know, like less is more or like just be relaxed and da da. And you're like, yeah, yeah, whatever, you know, and you're kind of going along. And then at some point, you know, five years down the road, 10 years down the road, all of a sudden you're like, oh, that's what that was. And like, it'll hit you. You know what I mean? And it's all floating around in the back of your head somewhere. And then one day it just clicks in and you're like, oh, that's why they said that. And you're like, yeah, "Yeah, that actually makes sense. You know what I mean? But again, it's kind of one of those things where it's like, you can say it to people and you can try to explain it to people, but until they sit in that moment where it actually kind of clicks in for them, you know, hopefully they'll just hear your voice in the back of the head and they'll be like, oh yeah, that's what that was, you know? And And it's cool when those things kind of drop in and you have those experiences. Yeah, and I love the the phrase, you know, it's a marathon, not a sprint, especially for this industry, because people, I mean, people do, I have friends who shot up, they started doing, um, you know, like leads and series within two yeah. years of them doing this, and some it takes yeah. a lot longer. For me, I'm, I'm still trying to get there. But as far as your career goes, was there a moment, speaking of, you know, the, the clicking moments, when you realize, oh, I, I don't think I have to go, you know, work a service job, or I don't have to go work an office job to kind of support myself did you find that moment as a working actor yeah i found it more um yeah 100 percent um and 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 it it took a while to get there and my come up was a bit different i had very unique circumstances that Mm -hmm. i think not a lot of people you know have and that's also what's great about this industry is like everybody's journey into it is like always a little different right so Mm -hmm how people come to it. And and you're right. There are certain outliers of people who just like, boom, they explode right out of the gates and you're like, awesome. You know what I mean? And then there's some people who, you know, are kind of workhorse actors and they pop along. I remember watching bloodline, which like the first season was so phenomenal. Yeah. And you know, um, Kyle Chandler's amazing. And, um, Ben Mendelsohn is amazing. And then like, there was the brother and I'm like, who's this guy? Like, how did he get this job surrounded by these amazing actors? I've never seen this guy. And I look him up and he's like just a working actor. He'd been doing guest star here, guest star there. And for years, you know what I mean? And then finally he, he like got this break and like was able to really flex. Like someone just passed him the ball and was like, no, I, you can do this and I'm going to, I'm going to let you run with the ball. man." And, and he did and did an amazing job surrounded by amazing actors. And like, you know, everyone kind of comes into stuff differently. And, um, for me, like, I don't know, man, it like, it all kind of feels like osmosis. I guess sometimes you have those moments where like things click in, but uh, um, for sure. But I mean, for me, in regards to like, all of a sudden not needing a restaurant job anymore, like, it, it was just, you know, working really hard, working really diligently. For me, it was coaching. Like I was, I came back from Los Angeles and everything that I had learned in Los Angeles, I came back to Vancouver and I started applying all those concepts to the Vancouver market. And I started working a lot and the actors who were around me and my, my circle of friends who were, you know, helping each other with auditions and stuff like that. Cause again, community really important, right? You want to have a group of people around you that you can trust and are like-minded and want to work as hard as you do really like i was like okay we're going to start taping every single audition before we go into an audition we're going to set up a camera we're going to sit down we're going to work out all the details we're going to do like we're going to do the audition before we go into the audition we set it up like half an hour we would give ourselves half an hour to get to the audition so it was only like it was always a work session like 
for about an hour before half an hour to an hour just before the audition and we would boom and we'd set up the camera and we would do everything and then you go off you're warmed up and you're ready to go and you go off to your audition in the room which doesn't even exist anymore which is super crazy but um but you know like i we built these systems and we did all this stuff and everybody started working and i was like whoa this is really interesting and cool and i think we're on to some stuff here and then so and then I was kind of like, well, this is like I'm sitting on a business, you know what I mean? Like I can help people and like I'm already doing it, but I'm running around doing it to all the, I was like driving all over the city. Any spare time I had, I was like, I'll help you with this audition. I'll help because I realized like if I want to make it in this industry, I have to become the best auditioner possible. Like I can possibly be, I have to be the best person at this that I can possibly be. So it's just where I put all my energy. Because like I'd been taking acting classes. Everyone's like, oh, you're a great actor. I'm like, okay, I, great. I, that's great. I can go into an acting class, kill a scene. Like, that's fine. I know how to act, right? I was like, what's the thing that's stopping me from working? Auditions. I have to become a freak, like beast at auditions. And I just geeked out. Like I'm, I'm, I'm like a really technical auditioner. And I really geek out on details. And like I... I just, I just made that my life and every spare moment I had, I was working auditions with someone. And I, as I said, I built a community of five or six actors who were down to play. And like, we just, we just hammered it and everybody started working. And then I was like, okay, well I'm on to something here. So um, then I set up an office so people could come to me and I just started doing that. And then that became my sort of like side hustle. And then I didn't need restaurants. And then that also kept me sharp because I also heard a quote, I think it was from Robert Redford that was like, find ways to be acting more than you're not acting. That's another thing that I always talk to people about. They're like, oh, people come and complain. And they're like, I'm not really going anywhere with my acting. I'm like, da, 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 da. And I was like, well, how much are you actually acting? Like you can't take one acting class once a week and like expect gains, right? Yeah. I'm like, treat it like a sport. You know, every, every professional athlete in North America trains between 20 and 25 hours a week, right? So you need to find a way to like, you can't, you can't go to the driving range once a week and then show up at the PGA tour and be like, all right, guys, like, <laughs> let's go. They're going to laugh you off the course, right? It's the same thing. You can't take an acting class once a week and then show up and be like, okay, give me a lead on a TV show. Why? Why would anyone do that? You know what I mean? Yeah. Unless you're like freakishly good looking or something. You know what I mean? So like, so you need to put in that time, right? And I remember when I first did it, I sat down and I added up my hours and I was spending more time watching TV than I was actually spending time acting. I was spending more time watching people do what I wanted to do instead of actually doing it. And when you start sitting down and looking at it that way, it's really glaring. You're like, whoa okay, so I'm acting like four hours a week and I'm watching television, I don't know, a couple hours a night, five nights a week. I'm like, that's, that was like way balanced off for me, right? So, so I just started being aware of my hours and like how hard I was working at that. And when you start training on that level and you find ways to act more than you're not acting, like you're going to see gains. I don't care what you do. Like you can't not progress. Right. 
So I was like, I want to, I want to be the best auditioner and I want to find ways that I can be acting more than I'm not acting. So I just spent all my time doing that. And as I said, I started working, everybody started working. And then I started doing a coaching business and, um, that just fed everything even more. And I was able to step away from, um, from restaurants. And as I said, like able to be a part of so many people's journeys, like having people book series leads on HBO and Hulu and like insane stuff. Like it's, it's, uh, it's phenomenal. And, and then my auditions are just always sharp and I'm always ready to go. And now when I get an audition, it's not like, Oh my God, I've got this audition and how am I going to memorize all this stuff? It's like, it's just second nature. I don't even have to think about it. And I can break down scripts so quickly just because it's like, I did it all the time. I do it all the time. Yeah. Wow. Always man. be in flow, right? Yeah. Well, that's and You found a way to almost um, put yourself in a constant state of meditation when it comes to acting. When even if you're not auditioning, you are working with your friends and you are. So it's always there, but it's not to that, uh, that sit and wait degree, you know, where oh, people are. Dude. <laughs> no, never never and always and on the side like always making shorts filming shorts mm -hmm. like always doing you know reading plays and like doing scene study for sure um but yeah always be active i i, I produced and i created and produced a sketch comedy group that i did for three or four years i had radio shows i had wow. like always 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 in flow always doing stuff right because that was the other thing i like to have a full plate so that like I wasn't just sitting around waiting for an audition. And then when you do get that audition, there's so much pressure on it, right? Because you're like, oh my God, like I've got this one thing now and I've got to book it. And now I always tell people, I'm like, never try to book an audition, right? There's that great clip from uh, Brian Cranston and people are behind the scenes of like an award show. And they're like, what advice do you give to young actors? And he's like, when I learned that you're just presenting your version of what you think is interesting to this audition and that's it, like, don't try to get the job. Try to make the casting director a fan of yours. That's the best thing you can do, right? Don't put all that pressure on, like, I've got to book this job. There's going to be a gazillion thousand auditions, right? So it's just like, learn to get in the flow, learn to get really comfortable and build fans from casting. So they just want to bring you in all the time. It's a numbers game. So once you start doing that and casting really likes you and you're really putting out good, consistent auditions, then you'll just naturally start booking. That will be like a byproduct. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, don't go out trying to book every audition. You're just going to drive yourself insane. Yeah. And I'm going to go a little out of order here, but uh, Brian Cranston is his book. If you haven't read it, it's, it's fantastic. It's a fantastic read. Um, but all of his advice for actors up and coming actors, you know, that are approaching middle age and are still doing it and haven't quite nailed, you know, like the leads or anything like that. He has fantastic pieces of advice, but do you yourself have like a solo piece of advice we could pass on to listeners here, whether they're new actors or actors who are just trying to keep their, uh, their career afloat? Yeah, man. I mean, I think I've, uh, I think, you know, I think, if we're talking about people who have been in the industry for a while and they haven't necessarily seen the success, I think sometimes people get burnt out and they get kind of like negative about it or they start second guessing themselves, you know? So again, finding ways to keep yourself um, really positive and confident, like go and do a play, go and do something that's not as like results oriented as just like always auditioning. You know what I mean? Like go do some theater, go try some stand up, produce a short film, make something that like, gives you that creative outlet and like makes you feel good and like keeps that confidence like flowing you know what i mean yeah. um um 
and don't lose the the joy in in the process. I think people get beat down a little bit, and then they're like, uh, and they're not really enjoying it. And I'll like watch their tapes, and I'm like, because I'll do that a lot of the time. I'll be people will be like, I don't know, and I'm like, okay, well, send me your last three auditions. I just want to watch your tapes, yeah. you know. And you can just see like they're just not like make sure you're reading with someone who lights you up and like is a great reader. Like a reader can make or break your audition. If you're working with someone in the room who's a great reader and is excited and you're excited, like that energy crackles and it comes off on screen. Like you can always watch a movie and you're like, Oh man, these people were having a ball making this movie. Like you can just tell because it just, you don't have to work at it, right? It's just there and there, that light is in your eyes already. And like, that's what people want to watch. That's what people want to see. You know what I mean? They don't want to see an actor coming in and slogging out their like hundredth audition that they haven't booked. Like no one wants to see that vibe. No one wants that energy. So surround yourself with good people. Give yourself, you know, I think in this self-tape era right now, people are getting tired and then they're going, well, it's just so much easier to just like do it with my wife at home the wife doesn't want to do it or the husband doesn't want to do it. And they're trying to take care of the kids. And you're just like banging out these tapes that are becoming a chore. And then like, that's how they're coming across, you know, versus like taking that extra time to maybe getting out of the house, going to a different environment, like working with someone who's really an actor and not just your wife or your mom, you know what I mean? Or your husband or, or your, your stepdad or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, like getting real actors in there and like, bouncing ideas off of each other and finding that excitement like making the audition a a thing like a a moment you know like this is like fun and exciting to do and that energy is going to come through in your tape and it's going to make you remember why you do it and enjoy the process and and as soon as 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 long as there's joy happening in the process then i think you're always going to be okay it's when you start losing that joy that people fall off you know Yeah. yeah that's wow no, I, I've noticed that I noticed that myself even earlier this year and with some of my friends and their self tapes, you know, you're, you're exactly right. You, you get slogged down with, all right, this yeah. is the 10th in a row. I know I'm not going to get it. So let's just get this done. Well, yeah, not with that attitude, <laughs> Yeah, a hundred fucking percent. <laughs> and it's also, as I said, it's not about getting it. Take yeah. that fucking pressure off the tape. Like, you know, no expectation, just appreciation, right? Mm-hmm. Just find, don't have the expectation of booking, find a way to find the joy and just making the tape. Like the tape is the thing and that's it. There is nothing else, right? So put everything you have into that tape and send it off with joy and gratitude and then move on to the next one, man. And like, and, and because again, as soon as you start going, oh, well, here we go. Another tape that I'm never going to book. You're walking into the room with that. And again, people aren't walking into the room anymore. If you walked into an audition room with that energy, get the fuck oh, out of God. here. Yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't even want, you're going to walk in with that. I'm going to see it the second you walk in the door and I'm going to be like, not this guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you know, I call it self tape fatigue. Everybody's been going through it. Everyone's been dealing with it. It's a lot of the feedback that I get is like, everyone's going through self tape fatigue. Right. And I get that. You got to find ways. Like I went through it and I found, I was like, a big thing for me was holding on to auditions for too long. You know what I mean? You do a tape and then you're like, Oh man, what about that tape? Like, da, 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 and you're kind of like holding on to it and it's in your head. If I don't hear in 24 hours, I didn't get the job. Move on 24 yep. hours. I didn't get the job. Move on. Let it go. You know what I mean? Go on and live your life. Don't sit around carrying these tapes around with you going like, Oh, what about that one? And Oh, I did so good. Cause you know what? 
half the time they cut the role. They completely changed the type of role that it is to a totally different character. They hired a lead that was much older or much younger. So that affected all the other characters around them. I'm writing these movies now. Like I know when like all of a sudden all this stuff changes and I got to do rewrites and they completely cut that character because of budget or whatever. You know what I mean? So you don't know why you didn't get the part. It's not your acting. Half the time it's not your acting. So more than half the time it's not your acting. So let go of all that stuff. Find a way to appreciate the process for what it is. And then just like, man, you just, you, you got to let go. Yeah. Yeah. That's crucially important. And it's, uh, I don't know, I, I'd say maybe a year ago, that's when I did the same thing. I said to let it go. Uh, most recently, recently this summer, had a tape, was super excited about it. Never seen the show, but it looked pretty fun. So went yeah. to the tape, I gave my bet. I always play. I always go out for for heavies, you know, for yeah. the <laughs> for the police officer, for the bodyguard. And I had so much fun. I was pinned, went up to producers, didn't get it, didn't care because I had so much fun with the tape itself. It was just yeah, really yeah. cool to like get into it. So thank you for saying that because for a lot of people who listen to this, we're all in the same boat where we're, yeah. we're beating that fatigue and we're just trying to put on a great performance. And, you know, who who cares if you get booked? you're still working as an actor if you're auditioning, right? You're still yeah. in the craft. So thank you for saying that. That's yeah, <laughs> man. needs to yeah. be laid out there. And um, as I said, you know, keep your, keep your plate full, right? So you're yeah. not just doing auditions all the time. Like find something that's creative, like write a script, produce a short with friends. We all have phones now. Anyone can make a movie. Anyone can make a movie. We all got phones and iPhones. Like there's no excuse to not be doing all that stuff, honestly. And like you have to. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's <laughs> I'm working on something like that right now. So I I totally agree. Uh mm -hmm. I'm going completely out of uh out of order for, for questions, but we had the advice, but <laughs> I want to get to one of the uh, the more fun questions, which is uh, asking if you have a party story. Now, this doesn't necessarily mean you have a story about an experience at a party, but it's a story that may have taken place uh either, you know, throughout your life outside of your career while you're working on set, maybe while you're auditioning, but something that just sticks out to you from memory that you could recant at a party telling your friends saying, this was insane. Check out this story. Like, do you have something? <laughs> we already had the gremlin story, which is pretty fucking awesome. Oh man, I've got, <laughs> oh, you mean like, sort of like a, like a crazy thing that happened on set yeah. or like a, a, a wild experience. Yeah, I just mean, something like, obscure. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like I, uh, I gotta say like, you know, I've been very lucky in my career. I've been super busy and I've had a lot of great experiences. Um, you know, I can't pull one out of the hat right now where I'm like, oh man, this is my crazy party story. I've got a million party stories and a lot of them <laughs> don't really have to do with film. Like I like to talk, I, I don't really talk about like my film stuff, like in my work stuff at, at parties very much, you know what I mean? And I find people to be interesting. So I like to ask a lot of people questions and like learn about them like people are like, I'm an accountant and it's so boring. And I'm like, I don't care. I want to hear about that. Like, tell me about being an accountant. What's that like? Like, oh my gosh, like if it's monotonous, how do you deal with that or whatever? You know what I mean? Like, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm really fascinated by people and I, I find my own stuff to be kind of whatever. So uh, 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 yeah, I don't necessarily have like one, you know, uh, crazy story, but uh, my life has been very storied. <laughs> We'll so wait for the memoir. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Like 20 go. years. Well, I mean, with, with that being said, what do you do to like decompress? Because this, 
job can take a lot out of you when it's day in and day out mm -hmm. of, of doing all these different mm -hmm. things. Obviously, you know, you're mm -hmm. in a cabin in a very beautiful remote place. Like I was going to say, I'm doing, like doing it do? right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, I'm doing it right now, man. Uh, as we talked about, you know, community, I'm blessed with a lot of really amazing friends and family. Um, so I spend time with them. Uh, I box, you know, that's a big outlet for me. I, I love that as fitness and as, uh, as training and, and it's just a good way to clear my head. I like to ride my bike. I like to be on the water, you know, I'm blessed in Vancouver to be in a, a beautiful city that's surrounded by mountains and lakes and ocean. So, um, yeah, I like to go paddle boarding. I like to ride my bike around the city in the summer and just, um, get outside and be active. That's, that's, that's how I kind of like recharge and also like decompress and like let all that go. I mean, man, if you're, if you're having a day, I, I tell you, go for a hike in the woods and that'll turn yourself, that'll turn things around so quick. Uh, you know, uh, and Vancouver is just full of it. So it's, it's, it's a very good place to be for that. It's a it's a place I'd love to to work or just visit at some point because it is so beautiful. And my girlfriend and I just rented or borrowed these uh, origami kayaks. Oh yeah, kayaking last week. Amazing, so much fun, man! If you oh. they're called Oru kayaks, you should check them out. Uh, okay, hold like a suitcase, and then you can just kind no of way. them. There, it's awesome. You got to check and it out. No air, you just no no air, no pump, in? nothing. You just you assemble what? it, you get in, then you pack it up when you're done, and then you're off. It's that so sounds quick. crazy. It's awesome. <laughs> well, there's the plug for the origami kayak, yeah. man. They should send you some in the mail. That's so crazy. I want to God. check that out. I wish they would, man. Have you ever yeah. thought about a, or probably not with a place like Vancouver, but would you ever go back to Los Angeles or stay somewhere else? Yeah, I love I love Los Angeles. Los Angeles yeah. is like my second home, so I'm there usually like every quarter. Uh, I've got so much like amazing community down there that I, I go and see regularly like i love los angeles i don't know if i would move back down there anytime soon like you know my life in vancouver is really full and great and uh you know la i think is like struggling a little bit to bounce back from covid right now um it's it's got a bit of a different vibe new york's vibe is really great right now i think they've bounced back pretty well so i've been spending a bit more time on the east coast but um yeah, um, LA is always going to be like my second home. I, I love it there. And, uh, you know, if I end up living there again one day, then uh, that's cool. But it's not like it's not on my radar right now. I'd rather go to Mexico, I think. Oh, really? Have you, you've been yeah. guessing then, right? To Mexico? Yeah, I love I love Mexico a lot. But, um, you know, uh, I think as a place to like, I, I want to start becoming a snowbird, as they call it in, in, in Canada. <laughs> you know, the summers are amazing here. And then as soon as it starts getting cold, like, just head down there that's one thing that you know self-taping has sort of like opened up the world for actors right we don't have to be in town like waiting to go into the audition room for the next audition we can kind of take things on the road all you need is a blue backdrop a ring light you know what i mean and you can do your tapes from anywhere so yeah. um it's kind of a beautiful thing and I, I i look at silver linings and i just think that's been such a gift from from this time um and so yeah i've been dabbling in that more like just getting out into the world and like i can send in my tapes from anywhere you yeah. know uh and i can also coach people on zoom i can do a workshop on zoom i can do whatever i want you know so it's uh it's it's kind of nice in that regard so yeah starting to just think about different places that i can go in the winter but i mean you can't beat vancouver in the summer like you just can't beat it it's the best place ever i can only imagine <laughs> yeah you'll have to come up and visit man it's amazing I 
you know, that's on the docket for next year. Now that I'm really focusing on this, uh, this career full time and just trying to make the most of go. it. Vancouver and New Zealand are both on, uh, on yeah, the list. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. We're a little closer. We're, we're a yeah. little closer. So <laughs> yeah. maybe start with Vancouver first and then, uh, and then, yeah. And also if you come up to Vancouver, you hit me up, you'll be very taken care of. So, Heck yeah, um, man. Yeah. yeah, man, Vancouver is, Vancouver is an amazing place. Well, uh, I, I won't ask about imposter or anything like that. Cause I know you talked to my buddy Brian on a be more super a couple, couple months yeah, ago. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I won't talk about that. He's, I'd awesome. never miss, he's, he's the best Brian. If you're listening to this, and that, buddy, and I, that I love show you. was, yeah, Brian, what's up? And that show was amazing. <laughs> I, I love that show so much. I mean, uh, Michael Rosenbaum, like, you know, obviously he played Lex Luthor for years on Smallville. And I think people thought he was more of like a serious dude. That guy's hilarious. Like he's a, goof. he's a really, really funny dude. He's got a great podcast as well. And, um, you know, that was, that was a dream. I love doing comedy and, uh, to be able to be on set and like, we're just always finding the funny, like, what's the funniest way to do this? What's the, how can we like, okay, we're doing this. The, the scene's flowing. We got it. It's funny. How can we make it funnier? Like that was every day was on set was just like, how can we make this funnier? How can we like do like tiny tweaks to like make this like as, as hilarious as, as it possibly can yeah. be. We just had so much fun. And when your goal on, on set every day is to just laugh and make those around you laugh, like it's just, it's, it's, it's a dream. Yeah. It, <laughs> and even, but like before that, I first noticed you as an actor in uh, my favorite Halloween movie of all time. Trick oh, or treat. trick or treat. Yeah, ah, dude. I, yeah, I yeah, loved yeah. it. I was the one, wa- I was a teenager, but I was waiting, what, a year and a half for it to come out? By the, like, oh, man. Yeah. Was, but like, it did dude. well. Like, that's yeah. kind of a cult following. That's a fun little movie. I had a tiny little part in that, but I mean, yeah. it was so much fun. And like, I got to meet, uh, you know, Anna Paquin and, and then like all the uh, the other women that, you know, were, were friends and were local Vancouver actors. And it was just a cool to be a part of that. It was a, it was a really fun show. Uh, I, uh, yeah, I had a lot of fun doing that. Michael Doherty, the director, was a really great guy, and it was it was a great it was a great experience. Yeah, and I'm glad it's got legs. Like I, I love like those those like a Christmas movie or a good Halloween movie that comes up every year that like it just it just they they have like this longevity that's so great, and it <laughs> and it's kind of neat to be a part of that because Trick or Treat like yeah people really love that movie. Yeah, it's it, it's a blast, man. I I just had to bring that up while I was talking. Like, if I don't ask him about trick or treat, and yeah, <laughs> I wish I'd kept the gonna... elf ears. Like, I don't think I did. I usually try to like keep a little something from like you know projects that I like, and uh, oh. I I don't think I don't think I kept my elf ears from that one. But that would have been a cool little like a cool thing to keep. Maybe if he uh, brings you back for the the sequel that's been in development for like 15 years. <laughs> right? I know, I know, I know. I don't know what's going on with that. I just did a show called Two Sentence Horror Stories. <coughs> oh, yeah. And, um, and, you know, one of the old ladies was like uh, a, a, an old like Hollywood, uh, you know, game. And she had all these like cool old, like the set design team was amazing. And there were all these old posters from like her old movies and stuff. And I got them to get me one and I got it framed in my house. You know what I mean? Like I like, I like taking little things from that. I got, when I was on the flash, I was, um, I played this guy, Clive Yorkin, who was actually from the comics. So I got like a comic strip of like my character and I got that framed on the wall, like little, just like cool things that you can kind of like pull from shows sometimes like that, that I kind of turn into like little pieces of art and like have up and people don't really necessarily know what it is, but it's like, yeah, it's, it's neat. I, I like doing that now. That's awesome, man. That's I feel 
<laughs> like most actors should definitely do that just to have a little little keepsake right to, yeah to just a little something for you you know what i mean yeah. it's not even like like people wouldn't know they're like oh that's a cool poster they don't know what it is like it looks like beautiful art you know yeah. they did such a great job and like yeah it's just nice it's just nice yeah well, I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap this up here because I want you to go enjoy your your bike. Yeah, trip, man, I gotta man. get but, on my bike. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I just wanted to ask you with this show, is there anything I can promote for you? Whether it's a project coming up, an organization you really believe in, is there anything that comes to mind that I can give a shout out to? Oh man, I mean, organization. I'm I'm big into like ocean cleaning. So there's okay. a, a a charity that I I donate to and I follow called Sea Legacy, and they're really awesome. They're cleaning up oceans and doing a lot of stuff um in that space and then um yeah i mean SkyMed uh just did uh the finale just aired uh last weekend so um it was a great experience and uh you can watch that on um, paramount plus and uh in canada on cbc gems and uh or cbc gem and um that's a really really fun show i had such a blast on that show it's uh it's a medical procedural, but it, it's got its own flavor. It's uh, it's really, really fun and great. Um, and then I'm involved in this project. We're not really supposed to talk about it yet, but uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. There's a show, there's a show coming up. That's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I, I can't talk about it yet, but yeah, that I'm, I'm hoping that we get a release date for it soon. Um but yeah, I don't know. There's there's stuff yeah. coming. So yeah, yeah. Um, awesome, but I, I've yeah. I've really enjoyed talking to you, Tyler, and, and thank you so much. And uh, and uh, send me your last three auditions. Oh, you bastard! <laughs> I definitely will. <laughs> yeah, send me your send me yeah. your last three auditions with the breakdown. I want to see like yeah. what you had and then what you did with it. For sure, man. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll pick through the, the like twelve I sent in this last week. Um, exactly. No, man, it was. It was a pleasure talking to you. I'll uh, I'll send those over to you and uh, okay. see what you uh, what you think, coach wise. And hundred yeah, percent. Once I go up to Vancouver, man, I'll hit you up and uh, see if you're up for a coffee or something. Yeah, um, man, we'll go for a bike ride. Hell yeah! <laughs> I'll rent a bike. <laughs> so yeah. what? Oh uh, my god, there's bikes everywhere. Oh, perfect. Um, I'm gonna let you get out of here, man. But last thing I'm gonna do is I'm gonna give you a three, two, one countdown. If okay. you see Wayne's World, it's gonna be that awkward three, two, one countdown. When I point to you, give me your best verbal awkward goodbye, and we'll. We'll end the recording from there. Verbal awkward goodbye. Yeah, just just something really awkward to say as we end this uh, episode. Okay, okay. <laughs> you ready? Yeah. All right, Matthew. It was great talking to you, man. Here we go. In three, two, one. Check you later. <laughs> <laughs>